For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from the Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. I'm really, really excited today. Today, uh, today I get to be a little kid. Um, very few of you guys know, but my entire life, I have wanted to be an on-air pitchman. I grew up watching infomercials, uh, Larry King, Oprah, and it's what I always dreamed of being. And my next guest is a gentleman that I grew up watching. And <laughs> the funniest thing is when I found him on LinkedIn, I go, oh, my God, I remember him from the Dyson vacuum. And not many kids sit around and watch infomercials in the home shopping network, but I was just drawn to just the way that they provided information, the energy, uh, and it was just exciting to me as a kid. So this is this is a real treat for me. And to find out that our guest is not just an amazing human being that is extremely talented, has an amazing company, um, and, and he's, he's bringing up other people that want to be on-air pitchmen, but he's also somebody that is giving back. And that is excites me. And that's what this show is all about. That's why we call it Morning Gratitude. That's why we talk about passion and purpose because, you know, there's so much more behind people's success than just success. You know, there's, there's passion, there's purpose. And it is just such a pleasure for me to get to introduce our next guest. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. David Shimkus to the show. Uh, this is fantastic. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Tia. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, Penny. Good morning, Jess. Good morning, Brian. Good to see you guys. Mr. Shimkus, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this morning. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. That's awesome, man. Uh, how was your new year? Uh, it was good. It was cold. I'm in Florida, and I know people think it's not cold in Florida, but it's been cold. It was a cold new year. <laughs> My boy Matt Schaefer is there right now, and he was telling me he was freezing his butt off, so I hear you, man. Um, well, welcome to the show. The very first thing that we do before we get started is I ask, what are you grateful for today, sir? What am I grateful for? Um, you know, every every morning that I wake up, just the fact that I wake up and open my eyes, I am grateful for that. And I thank God for that every day. Um, I'm grateful that when I wake up in that bed, I'm next to my wife. I'm, I'm thankful and grateful that I get to walk down the hall in my house and pick up each one of my children and carry them out of their beds to the couch and lay them down on the couch and get them ready for school and drive them to school. Um, I'm thankful for my health. You know, as well, I know there's a lot of people in this world that have a lot of problems and disabilities. And I'm you know, just glad and thankful every single day that when I wake up, I can walk and talk and have the, you know, a roof over my head, um, some money in the bank, cars to drive, uh, a great 
fantastic family, and I live in a in a great the greatest country in the world. I'm I'm very happy for that every day too. That's awesome, man. I um so first things first. So I it is it is so cool for me because I remember seeing you. I have I have a few. Uh, I've been blessed to meet a few other on-air hosts, but to have the opportunity to interview you as somebody that I did grow up watching. I mean, I remember the very first time I saw you talking about the Dyson uh, vacuum cleaner and you when you demoing the product, and I was just blown away. And for some reason, that drew me in. But what what inspired you? Like, what motivated you to get into being an on-air pitchman? Uh, good, good question. I, I'm one of the few people that's actually on TV that went to college and majored in radio and television. So a lot of people kind of find their way into the business through other avenues. And a lot of people that go to school for radio and television never end up doing it. So getting back to your first question, I'm blessed that my entire professional adult life, I don't feel like I've ever really had a job or worked because it's fun. And when I went to college, I knew I wanted to major in broadcasting, and I started doing sports broadcasting. I went to Southern Illinois University. And so I was, I'm one of those people that believes that you go to school to kind of get the degree and learn the basics, but you do, and you learn by doing and volunteering and getting out in there doing as much as you can. So as I started in college, I was volunteering at the at the television station on campus, the radio station. By the time I graduated uh, a couple years later, I was the sports director at the radio station and had a staff. Um, I started a television show and created it and produced it and hosted it about all of the athletic um, programs at the college every week. I hosted um, one of the nightly newscasts and shows at the college and stuff. So I was in radio and TV from right after I got out of the Marine Corps. And then I did sports radio in Chicago. So while I was doing sports radio in Chicago, this was back in 1997, 1997. The Home Shopping Network had undergone a change of management, and they did a nationwide host search to look for new show hosts. And Chicago is where I was born and raised, and in the center of the country is where they went to Chicago. So I got dared to go audition by my dad. He said, hey, I was listening to a radio station, and they said, home shopping's in town. You know, you should go down there and audition. And I said, I don't have time. I've got, like, Bears practice today. I got a Bulls game tonight and Blackhawks. I just – I don't have time. And my dad said, no, go do it. So I went down there, and I auditioned for them. And they called me back probably about a week later after the auditions. And I had family and guests in town and stuff at my house. And someone else in my house answered the phone and said, hey, Elena was her name. It was calling from Home Shopping Network. And they put me on the phone with her. And probably not the smartest move, but it all worked out in the end. And she said, hey, you know, this is Elena from HSN. And we loved your audition. And we'd like you to come down to St. Petersburg, Florida and see our campus. And I said, I hate to be rude but I've got a plate full of hamburgers right now and, and only one hand free and I can't talk to you. I said, can I give you a call back tomorrow? But you know, it all worked. And and so I, I went down to, to HSN and it was more of like a contract negotiation when I got there as opposed to um, you know, like another audition. 
and and they ended up bringing me on and I started 20, 20, 1997. So a little bit over 20 years ago is when I started and I was a host there for years and a guest. And I've kind of been in that business and kind of left sports behind, but I still do a little bit here and there in the sports world. I And I have to tell you, growing up watching people like yourself on television, when I got into sales, I really never liked the sales process. I just wanted to provide the information to allow right. the viewer their own mind. I never wanted to convince anyone to buy anything, but I wanted to provide the education so that people could make an informed decision. And so watching people like yourself really molded me. How much creative freedom were you allowed on air to you know speak authentically? Like how scripted was it and how much from the heart or just off the top of your head were you allowed to talk? Uh, you know what's interesting is a lot of people think that a live television shopping show host has a script that they go through. And when you ask how much do you have freedom? 100%. I mean, there are things, there are things you can't say, obviously, for legal reasons. You, you can't go on the air with a product and say, you know, this removes your wrinkles. You can say, right. you know, this, this helps to reduce the appearance of lines and wrinkles and things like that. But you go on the air with basic information, size and weight, some features and benefits and things that are listed on a card. And that's it. So everything is ad-libbed. There's no teleprompter. There's no reading a script. Any personal story that you share or, or phone call is completely authentic. Love and it. that's what, what I like about, you know, what you said is I'm not like a pushy salesperson. Right. You know, I, I want someone to have as much information as they can because that's the way that I shop. And then take all that information and say, hey, this is for me. And it's my job to show them all the features, all the benefits, the way that they could use this in their house. And instead of talking like you and I are right now, one-to-one, -one, right. I'm talking to you know, millions of people. So you have to try to relate that product to as many different situations as you can. You know, are you a, are you a busy mom? You know, do you, are, do you work out in the garage a lot? You know, so whatever way you can take that product and try to tie it into someone's life that is watching is is to your advantage. That's awesome. I'm going to give a shout out real quick to Tia, Penny, Mark. Good to see you guys. Mark is all the way from Paris. Tia, good to see you. Aaron, good to see you. Penny, good to see you. Zach, great to see you. Brian, great to see you. Um, I'm so excited to have our guest on today. I um, it's it's very very true. And I, I I've been through the process with HSN and QVC when they're making their purchasing decisions. And I got to tell you, I I honestly feel better about buying from people like yourself because the vetting process before a product goes on air is extreme. You know, you go to a doctor, a lot of those doctors fall fall for clever marketing, you know, or a, a study that may or may not be authentic. The vetting process that you go through, I got to tell you, it's, it's one of the most trusted sources to buy anything. So I, I really love that about you know, the, the, your, you know, not only just on air image, your new company and what you're doing are, and, and this, the vetting process for anything to get on air is extremely extreme, stringent. So it's, I, I have to say that it's a great place to buy products. Now tell me, tell me a little bit about Brandbox and what you're doing with it. Um, Brandbox is a company that I'm kind of helping with and freelancing and doing a little bit with them. 
And they contacted me because they're in China. Most people have products that are made in China. A lot of them are made in China, never sold in China. So what they do is take products that are sometimes not sold in China and make them available to the Chinese consumer. Um, they take American products and products from around the world and they bring them into China and sell them to consumers in China. So that's that's Brandbox's main focus. And, and so they came to me and said, hey, we know your background and how many products you have and and people contact you and bring you products and you have people that are trying to sell products. So anyone that wants to bring a product into China, I kind of funnel that along into into that silo and let Brandbox and EPG handle that. Okay. And so in your in your new company, On Air Image Incorporated, tell us about that. Yeah, On Air Image um, has been around for about 11 or 12 years now. So I guess it's relatively new in the home shopping type of world. Home shopping's been around for 40 years now, I think. Um, QVC's been around for 30 years. Um, when I left as a host, I was a full-time host for about seven years. I came back a few later as a year later as a guest. And going on the air as a guest, I thought, well, I should probably just form my own company um, for several different reasons. Number one, it, it gave me tax advantages to have a, an S-Corp and file with the United States government. The second thing was it gave me my own company and my own brand and own identity so people could find me and I could bring things in through a company and establish that. Um, and what my company does is, is threefold. A lot of people, just from me being on TV for the last 20 years, find me, whether it's through LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, yeah, you, LinkedIn, Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, things like that. And they, and they say, Hey, I've got a product. Can you help me? Right. And, and that happens all the time. So my company will take a product from somebody and evaluate it and see if there's somewhere that I can put in place that product. It could be could be the best product in the world, but it'll never sell on TV. You know, it's not it's not a television type product. It's got a very very niche market and maybe the greatest thing in the world to tighten lug nuts or something. who knows what it might be, but it, right. it maybe it's not a good TV product. So the first thing we do is take a look at it and see, hey, is this the product that has a very, very broad audience that everybody can use. Sure. Man, woman, old, young, short, tall, that doesn't make a difference. Can everybody use this? Does it solve a problem? You know, is it a is it a new mousetrap? Is it, you know, is it the next best thing? And and if it's not, my philosophy has always been give people bad news fast. As fa don't get anyone give give them good news fast, but give them bad news faster because you never want to like give someone the idea that, hey, your product is great. I'm going to be able to get this on TV for you and then crush them when, when nothing happens. So I'm very realistic when I talk to people and let them know that there's about that much of a, a success rate. You know, I mean, maybe one out of 10 products that get to TV actually make it. So so we take and we evaluate the products. And if it's a good product that we think, hey. You know, this is this is a good TV product. Right. Then I work along with my partners in infomercial, live television networks and wherever else it might be and see where there's interest to be able to place that product. We also will take and train. Like you said, if someone comes to my company and says, hey, I want to be on TV. Well, then we can help train them. 
to be able to tell them how the shopping TV world works or how to be better on camera and things like that. Um, and then also we provide services as well where if someone – let me take a step back. I'm not always the guy that's on TV. Someone can bring us a good product, and if it's better presented by a female, then a female will present it. But if it's something that I can present, then I will go on television, whether it's an infomercial or live shopping TV or anything like that, and I'll present the products as well. So that's something else my company provides on Air Image as well. That's awesome. So how do you feel like with the rise of technology and online where a niche is what you want, in TV you need – you know, the mass broad appeal, right? Like, how do you transition from the television to the online digital platforms? That's a really good question. And, and I went to the, the ERA show in Las Vegas a few months ago, and they had a couple of pioneers um, in the retail shopping business that have been doing this for 30 years and have made hundreds of millions of dollars doing it. And I posed that exact same question to them. I said, how do you, how do you plan to deal with technology in the next step? Because when we all started in this business, you had a few channels on TV. Right. That was it. I mean, some live shopping was actually broadcast on local television stations. It wasn't all cable. HSN owned, I think, 16 different television stations across the country. So my parents who were in Chicago could watch me on channel 26 UHF in the morning for a few hours if they wanted to UHF. without even having cable. Yeah, this is, again, back 20 plus years ago. I remember UHF. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, now, like you said, if you happen to have cable, you have a few hundred or a few thousand channels to choose from. A lot of people are just unplugging their cable and, and they're going to over-the-top solutions and you know, Apple TV and Netflix and Hulu and Roku and all these other you know types of things. So I asked them that question and said, how do you plan to combat that? How do you make live shopping TV work in that medium? Because the television audience is getting smaller and smaller because of those choices. And I don't think they appreciated me asking that question because <laughs> I, I put them right on the spot. And that's what this that's what the ERA does. I mean, it's Electronic Retailing Association. Um, but both of them gave kind of indirect answers of, yes, things are changing and we need to embrace that and, and, you know, and we need to utilize those technologies. But what has happened, a couple different things. From an infomercial point of view, the technology and all the social media and things we're doing today are a blessing. Because yes. in the old days, you know, here's a, here's a new product I get. Here's a, a new pen. Oh, I'm going to shoot an infomercial for it now. That's going to cost me you know, twenty-five dollars or $50,000. I'm going to buy media on stations all across the country, tested in different locations, different time zones, spend $100,000 on a media buy, you know, get the product, fulfill it, and all this stuff. There's a lot of money up front. Now, they can take, shoot an infomercial on the same product that they have interest and roll it out onto social media and see if they get response on social media, if they get a lot of hits, if people are buying the product, and then if they say, hey, this is something that has legs and there's different formulas and different ways that it works, then they can say, I'm going to buy TV time in this market and this market and this market and start to expand it. It's, it's, it's awesome. I'm, I'm such a big fan of the OTT over-the-top platform, especially with the new technologies that are allowing you to build, buy in real time where you can – 
I like your shirt. I'm going to click on it and buy it in real time. Right. Like I, it's, it's exciting. And someone that's always been more of an underdog, I, I've always loved fighting for the startups. I love fighting for the people that don't have the multi-million dollar budgets. The new technology is allowing everybody the opportunity to be the big dog. Yeah, everyone right. has a fair shot now. Tech, technology is the great equalizer, and it's a beautiful thing. Um, so one other thing, I want to go back to something, you, you know, you, thank you so much for your service. Um, you know, without people like yourself, we would not have the freedoms to do what we have the opportunity to do day in, day out. So thank you so much for your service. Um, thanks for your support. I appreciate it. What, um, but what motivated you? I I, I noticed reading more about you that you're very passionate about the cystic fibrosis. Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Can you tell me a little bit about that? What got you involved with them? Yeah, as as I spend more and more time on TV and people got to know who I was, people come to you and ask you for things. And sometimes it's just, you know, they ask for money or a connection to a company or a sponsorship. And what I was blessed with in, in my life is that I can get in front of people and talk. And so people would come to me and say, hey, would you like to host this event for us? We're looking for an MC. You know, can you do this for us? And, and I'd never charge anybody any money or anything like that. But I was also in political office for about seven years. And one of the constituents in my city, her son, had cystic fibrosis. And I was able to see what this did to her life and to her child. Right. And and when you look at a lot of charities, I don't want to say there's such thing as a bad charity because I don't really think there's a bad charity that's out there. But a lot of charities, if you give them one dollar, maybe thirty cents of it, maybe if you're lucky, goes to that cause. And with cystic fibrosis, over ninety percent of every dollar that was given went to direct funding for a cure for cystic fibrosis. And so I like the fact that it wasn't just someone coming to me with something and saying, hey, will you do this? And I had no connection to it. This was something that someone came to me and I could see the effects of this on their child firsthand because they live um, less than a mile from me. And so I hosted some of their events and and helped them out. And I love to do stuff like that. Um, I, I did some stuff with the Junior League of Tampa Bay because my wife is a member of the junior league and did a cookbook. And so I hosted some events for them, some live auctions. I'm not an auctioneer, but <laughs> I did some live auctions for them, but you know, bidding and stuff like that. Um, so, so I, you know, I like to do stuff like that. If I, if I have the opportunity. That's awesome, man. Um, so what do you work towards in your free time? I mean, I, I'm sure you don't have a lot of it, but like what side projects, like what do you work on in secret that you're, you're ready to reveal to the world soon? Um, there's something that, that I've been involved with for the last few years on the, on the work side, um, that is going to be launching within the next couple of weeks. So it's really exciting to see this all culminate. Um, it, it, you mentioned over the top solutions for television and everything. Well, the main reason that people like those is because they want to get away from advertising. No one, no one wants to watch a TV commercial Everyone's in their car, and if they're if they're on the radio, they can just hit their you know hit their steering wheel and change away stations and commercials. 
Right. So I was fortunate enough to meet a man about three or four years ago that had patented a process that allows people to watch commercials and benefit from that because they watch a commercial, they answer a trivia question proving that they watched the ad and paid attention and understood it, and then they get rewarded for it. So that's kind of the premise of watch a commercial, you answer a question, you prove you paid attention, and you get a reward for it. And so it's been it's going to be launched in about two weeks in this way. And I would give you the app and all that stuff, but it's going to be a Tampa Bay exclusive launch. Our company is located in Tampa that I'm working with on this. And if you've ever been to a Super Bowl party, you ever been to one? Uh, well, not to the actual Super Bowl, but I've been no, no, to no, a, a party at someone's house. Yeah, party oh, yeah, at yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have like the big square piece of sheet of paper and they divide it into a bunch of squares and you sign your name on it and you give five bucks for a square or whatever, right? I did that yesterday, in fact. Okay, what this game does is this allows everybody to play on their mobile phone in the entire country. So you can play a game called Super Squares. You can log into the game. You answer questions about the football game that you're watching. You answer questions about ads that are served to you on your phone in the game. Prove you paid attention to them. And you can win coupons, prizes, money, free pizza. We're giving away a car. Um, so the beta test for this is in the Tampa Bay market. We're going to do it with the NFC Championship game, followed by the Pro Bowl, followed by the Super Bowl. And so that's being tested now, and that's really exciting because there's been a lot of work involved with it over the last several years, and now it's finally coming to fruition, and Domino's Pizza is on board. We're going to be giving away thousands of Domino's Pizzas and a, uh, a new car from Nissan and Excuse me. So, so that's what we've been working on, and and it's right now the app is just about done. The commercials are all all shot. Everything's going to be launching for the, uh, the the NFC Championship game, and then once that beta test is successful and we do that, we plan on rolling it out next year to all the NFL football games, not just a special game that you may watch because it's a playoff game. But if you happen to live out there in California and you're a fan of the San Francisco 49ers or whatever it might be, you can just tune in, play along with the San Francisco 49ers game. And while you're watching the game, instead of tuning away from commercials, you grab your phone because everyone uses a second screen, answer right. some questions, play some fun trivia, and maybe win a car. Or if you match six of those squares in a row during a game, you win a million dollars. There's an incentive. Yeah. Yeah, oh it's, it's, it's a good play. That's so cool. I may, I'm going to start watching commercials again. Dad, um, yeah, what I'll what I'll do is I'll send you a link to it, even though you won't be able to get really any of the, like the local pizzas and prizes and stuff. But if you want, right. I'll, I'll make sure you get a link so you can get the app and you can play along and test it with us. That's awesome, man. I appreciate that. So, what's the most interesting thing about you that we will not find on your resume? Um, that I manage my son's little league team. Uh, my, my son is, my son is six years old now. And when he wanted to play baseball at four, I went out with him the first season and sat down there like with the rest of the parents and the bleachers and said, you know, teach my kid T-ball. Right. And so he did one season of T-ball. And then for the second season, the league came to me and they said, Hey, listen, 
we don't have enough managers. Would you like to manage one of the teams? And I said, I don't have a whole bunch of free time, but I'd love to be able to have that time with my kid, you know, and, and help teach him. So then I became a the full-time manager, and I've watched my kid go up from T-ball to coach pitch to kid pitch now. So it's so rewarding to see, like, these, these you know, young minds that can be molded and taught basics and fundamentals, and I love to be out there with them and not just teach them, you know, hold the ball like this or make <laughs> sure your elbow is up when you're batting or – or, you know, call the ball, call the ball. When the ball's <laughs> number one, call the ball. But we teach them, I teach them, when someone's talking to you, number one, you look at them and you make eye contact. Number two, you listen to them. And number three, you zip your lip. You know, those are, those are three things you do. And so we teach them not only baseball and fundamentals, but to be little gentlemen, you know, yeah. good people, respect others, respect teamwork respect your opponent. So I love to be able to do that. And that's something that's not on my resume or anything like that. I, that's super cool to me, man. I love that. We mentoring the youth is so important. Uh, it's more important than coaching. It's, it's taking the time to sit and, and not preach. It's to sit next to and mentor counsel and, and, and grow them. And I, I, I commend you for that, especially with as busy as you are. I want to know about, Workout 180 and ab radical fitness. What do you want to know about the workout? There's actually one down around the corner right here. I can go get it and show it to you and present it if you like. Isn't this a new side project of yours, Workout 180? No, the um, it's Sorry. the Workout 180. The Workout 180 is the most fantastic fitness product that I have ever used. Oh. And a friend of mine owns a company that develops products people bring them inventions and they i mean they go through from patenting you know engineering products manufacturing intellectual property the whole nine yards and the workout 180 is a a fitness product that they have and they found it and they perfected and they did an infomercial for it with jerry rice the nfl's all-time greatest receiver Good ballroom dancer too on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. I don't know if he's the I don't know if he's the best pitch man, <laughs> but they they rolled it out on infomercial and it did okay. But then the decision was made not to spend more money and do more spots and everything and stuff. So the product has kind of been sitting there for the last few years. And here's an interesting story if we have a couple minutes. Of course, about of course. The product. Okay. So a friend of mine was a television producer on the show, The Doctors, and they film out there in Los Angeles, out there by you guys. So they, she said to me, hey, we would love to put the Workout 180 on our, on our show. And we agreed to give everybody in their studio audience one, and we were going to feature, you know, improving your body. And this was about six, seven years ago. So they said, we want to do a couple of before and afters. We want to do a couple of, you know, testimonials and have people do this. And, and I said, okay, well, how do you want to do that? And they said, we can hire a couple of actors or just do an audition out in Los Angeles and just get a couple people to do it. And I said, I don't want to do that because I want someone that's invested in the product. I want someone that's going to use the product like they're supposed to, not just come out and try to get a paycheck to do a testimonial. And I said, it's been 25 years since I got out of the Marine Corps at that time. 
And over 25 years, I gained 25 pounds. I wasn't really heavy. I mean, I, I was, when I went in the Marines, I think I was like 175. Um, but at this point, seven years ago, I weighed the most I did in my life, which was 203 pounds, I think. So I said, I'll do the testimony. And one of the producers said, I have a friend and she'll do it too. And she was a, a former like you know, bodybuilder kind of fitness competition girl. She had had a baby and she didn't work out as much. So she wanted to get back in shape. So both of us went on a diet that was suggested with the program and used the product as directed. Right. And in, and in six weeks, I went from 203 to 177 in six weeks. I went down to single digit body fat. I was, it was, I have before and after pictures too, and it was amazing. I was in the best shape of my life at, I think, 43 years old at that time. And they called from the doctors and they said, Hey, we're bumping the show up. We want to tape in a week or two weeks. And this was early December. Right. Well, I had followed everything perfectly. The girl that was supposed to do it, because she was a fitness type mind, former competitor said, I can whip into shape. Just give me a week or two notice. Well, they wanted to see the before and after shots at that point. So I sent mine out. This girl, friend of the producers, sent hers out. And when they looked at them, they said, Dave, yours looks fantastic. But the girl's doesn't look as impressive. And our audience is like 90% female. So we need a female success story. And since the girl didn't follow the program and do it at that point, they cut the segment, decided not to do it. Oh, so disappointing. Yeah. So the product is still sitting there. I still think it's the best fitness product I've ever used. And I love it. And it's fantastic. Um, I did some shows for it on the Military Shopping Channel. Um, I was on ideal world in London with the ab radical and did a segment where they had products that were made in America. So I love both those products. They're fantastic, but they've never really penetrated and made it into the, into the market. Wow. It's so crazy. What can make or break a product? Like some of the, some of the best products I know, the best skincare lines I've ever seen in my life will never get the time of day on TV for whatever reason. There's always something little, it, it, it is so challenging, and it, and it breaks my heart to see so many dreams get crushed because everybody wants their product on TV. But segueing back, that's the beauty of the over-the-top uh, networks that are coming out is right. that there's another opportunity. What is your favorite product that you've ever pitched? Are you even allowed to say that? Um, no, I can. Okay. Jeez. Um, ah, wow. When I, when I was a full-time host – I had, I mean, tens of thousands of products that I, I, I had aired. Um, and we try to narrow that down at the end of the year and do a host pick. So you right. get to pick certain things. Um, and then when I was a guest, the Dyson vacuum cleaner, I was exclusive with them when I was at HSN. So I was only allowed to air Dyson. And I loved their product. They made a fantastic product. Um I mean, I, I didn't just sell them when I was on the air, when I would talk to people, like just going, you know, Bob, I'm like, you got to get this vacuum cleaner. Anytime someone would ask me about a vacuum cleaner, I'd start talking about it. Like, <laughs> um, there was a, there was an insole that I sold for shoes that 
I had a post 15, 17 years ago that I still have those insoles in my shoes and wear them every day, that they've lasted for 17 years. So, Seriously. yeah, products like that um, I love. So um, there were some caramel apples that we used to do at home shopping that I used to just love that were like dipped in like chocolate and like chocolate chips all over them and caramel and coatings and all kinds of things that I loved. Um, I just myself get fatter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, the, the Ultrex pots and pans that I used to sell on home shopping network from years ago that had a lifetime warranty, I'm still using them, you know, 20 years later, and they'll probably last me the rest of my life. Wow. So I, I love that. Um, if I had to narrow it down to just one, I probably couldn't. I could probably have a little pile of products that I really loved, you know, over the years. Uh, Quick and Bright was a cleaner that you could use as shampoo on your head if you wanted to, but you could use to take gum out of your carpet or oil off your garage door. I mean, Sounds there safe. are products like that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm geeking out right now, man. I swear to you, I'm geeking out. <laughs> and the, 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 the thing is, you can't love every product. No. And I remember I remember having to sell it was some kind of ring. And I don't know what it was. And and it was just so ugly. In my opinion, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is just so bad." And I went into my boss's office and I said, "Hey, listen." I said, "How how do you want me to sell this?" I'm like, "Cuz this is like I'm like, "Would you ever wear this?" I'm like, "Look at this." And she <laughs> said to me, and I always remember this, and, and it's great advice. She said, there's someone sitting on their couch. There's a little old lady sitting on her couch in Iowa that is watching, sees that ring, and thinks it's the most beautiful thing that she has ever seen. And that's who you're selling that, that ring to. And I was like, duh, that's right. I mean, it's the, just because I don't like something or think there's beauty in something doesn't mean someone else doesn't see that and want that. So how do you, okay, this is so fair. So now let's go back to this because we talked about you authentically talking about your love for Dyson and the other products you've pitched. How do you change your mindset to present that on air where you have, you cannot be, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you can't really, if you don't like it, how in the world are you able to pitch it with enthusiasm in a way that's going to make people want to buy it if you think it's ugly? How do you do that? That's a great question. Here's here's the biggest thing I can tell anybody and that, and that I live by. Honesty. Don't ever go on the air and lie and go, oh, my gosh, I think this is the most beautiful thing. If you if you lie and you are found out lying, your integrity, your integrity is gone and you will never be trusted again. And I pride myself that I never lied on the air. I never will lie on the air about anything. If there is something that, that I don't think is pretty, I'm not going to go, oh, my gosh, this is ugly. Who, who's going to buy this? What I'm going to do is say to myself, there's someone that's watching that could use this. And I'm going to say, here are the features of this. Here are the stones that are in this. Here are the benefits of this product. It may not be something that I would ever use. You know, For example, I'm never going to put a bra on or wear a dress. But if I have to sell that on the air, there's a, I'm not going to, okay? So there's, there's a woman out there, though, that is going to wear that bra and is 
wants to know what features it has and what benefits it has and how it's going to fit her. And I can give her all the sizes. I can tell her the colors, the material that it's made out of. I can talk about it in reference to the model that's wearing it. So I don't have to love it, but I have to let everybody know how it can affect their life and how it can be a benefit to them. You can't love love every product. Any host that comes on the air and says they own and use everything is probably not telling you the truth, just in my opinion. I, I have a product um, that's going on QVC very soon. It's a, it's, we have a global patent on an eyelash applicator and I've worn the lashes. I put them on using the applicator and I'm obviously never going to, I mean, even though I put them on, I'm not going to go around wearing false lashes and using this applicator, but putting myself in the position of a woman who struggles with applying false lashes, I can get excited about that. Or exactly. understanding the quality of a cosmetic product, like understanding how it's manufactured and how it's made, I can present that to a woman. Obviously, I'm not wearing, well, other than TV makeup, I'm not wearing makeup. So I, I, I respect that you what you just said a lot, and I, I really, really love that. Um, so let me ask you, what is your what is your opinion on the merger of QVC and or QVC buying HSN? What, what do you what do you feel about that? Um, actually, it's interesting. You said you're going to have a product on QVC shortly. I was at QVC on Wednesday and Thursday last week, and I'm going to be on the air on QVC. I was going through their, their guest excellence class, they call it. And what's okay. great about QVC is I've been on the air for over 20 years in live shopping and, and tape, you know, television, but they still had me come up there and go through their class because the way they sell is a little bit different than even the way HSN sells. Right. And so I went through their class last week. I'm going on the air next Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern time with a product called the Red Steam Express. It's a two-in-one combination iron and steamer. I need that. And so, yeah, so I'm going to be on the air on QVC next week, you know, selling that. And so the merger, what's great about the merger is there are so many Big, gigantic monsters right now in the retail industry, Amazon, that's taking over everybody and Walmart. And there's a lot of smaller companies that can't compete. And and HSN and QVC kind of joining together with all of their entities that they own are going to allow them to be more powerful, to be able to have more buying power. So instead of working against each other, for example, Dyson, like you mentioned, Dyson was sold on HSN and QVC. So now instead of both trying to go get their best deal, they can buy more quantity and get a better price on something and be able to share that with the, with the customers and viewers. So I think it's a positive um, that they've done this and they can combine some things that both companies are doing on their own and do them together to be more efficient. That's awesome. That's so cool. So who's a better singer, Forbes Riley or uh, Mike Rowe? Mike Rowe. Don't tell Forbes I said that. I I grew up watching Forbes too. And Mike Rowe, I used to hear, he used to be a guest on Opie and Anthony all the time. And um, I heard him sing. I didn't know he was an opera singer. So I went back and started watching old videos of hearing him sing. And oh my gosh, he's a talented dude. Do you know he was a a host at QVC way back when they first started? Yeah. Yeah. He, I remember the disdain in his voice. I forgot what the product was, but he was like, he was so annoyed at the product he was pitching. There's yeah. just some classic videos. 
You can, yeah, you can you can YouTube those and see those, and it's hysterical. I love oh that guy. Oh my gosh, man! Oh, it's so funny. And it you I, I like I said, man. I really am a geek about this stuff. I love it. I mean, when I first emailed you, and you were like, "What made you email me?" And I was like, "Well, actually, I'm one of those kids that grew up watching you on TV, and I was a fan." So, man, this means so much to me. I, I I'm so grateful uh, that you came on the show and. Um, this was just a treat. I, I, it means a lot to me. I genuinely, sincerely mean it. So thank you so much for coming on the show, man. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's been a good time. One last question. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a draft. A draft? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to deliver a draft to you. Okay. Yeah. So you cannot sell it and you cannot give it away. What are you going to do with it? You're going to deliver a draft? A giraffe, like you know. Oh, a giraffe! You said giraffe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give you a giraffe. I'm in fantasy hockey mode. I'm thinking giraffe is like okay, a giraffe. What am I gonna do with a giraffe? Right, you can't sell it or give it away. I'm gonna let my kids ride it. (laughs) I've got a ten-year-old, an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and they would love it if I got a giraffe. I'd put them on the back and let them ride the giraffe. Thank you for humoring me. (laughs) God bless you, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You're very welcome. God bless. Take care. Thanks so much. You too, man. Thank you. I'm so so happy. That was amazing. Thank you guys for joining the show today. Uh, That makes my heart happier than you even know. I don't think I'm even showing the real excitement. Um, That meant a lot to me. So thank you guys so much for your participation. Thank you for all the shares, comments, and uh, tagging people in the video. This just meant a lot to me. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a fanboy. So God bless you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, see you tomorrow. For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro colored bark mulch from the Home Depot. Now three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store.